Hi, thank you for watching Podiatry Practice Mastery. I appreciate you showing interest in these videos and they're coming out weekly and uh, I hope you have uh, interest in them. Underneath this video, you're gonna find some other resources based on the topics we've, we've addressed. Uh, also, we're putting together some group sessions you might be interested in. If you want to have more information of kind of developing and being part of a podiatry community where we talk about practice management ideas, I'd love for you to join us at the next one. The information is underneath this video. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Healthy Living. I'm Dr. Donald Pelto. I have Jonathan Tominez. He's also known as the Toe Bro with me on the program. John, thanks for joining. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to talk a little bit today. You are in Canada today and uh, you live in Toronto. Yep, just outside of Toronto, Mississauga. Very close. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how you chose to be a, a podiatrist and what is podiatry in uh, Canada? So it's a very interesting topic here in, in Canada, especially Ontario, my province. So I'm a, a licensed chiropodist, mm -hmm. so not a podiatrist. So here in the year 91, 93, we had podiatrists and chiropodists and the government had to decide which model to follow. And they actually decided to follow a chiropody model, more okay. following the, the UK model. So uh, they decided that we're going to open a chiropody school, not podiatry school mm -hmm. here in Ontario. So what happened after the year 91, there's no new podiatrist who can register in our province. So if you are a new grad, you've done your full residency, you can do all your surgery, you come here to Ontario, you have to actually register as a chiropodist. Okay, wow. So that's why there's a limited amount of podiatrists left here in Ontario, and that number is going down pretty quickly. Um, so my father actually was the first class of chiropodists in Ontario, 91. So it's a yeah, family so business. It's a family business. He was a, a nurse from the Philippines. And after 20, 25 years of nursing, you know, uh, the program opened up and his uh, one of the you know, doctors or nurses in, in, who were working with him said, you know, his name's Tom. He said, Tom, why, why don't you try something else? You've been doing nursing forever. So he became a foot specialist at like the age of 50. So I grew up. Yeah, he went back to school. So he's the first class here in Ontario. So he's seen how the, the, the program and the, the scope has changed so much. So I grew up going to work with him. I was really helping him in the nursing homes, taking off the shoes and socks for all the patients and he'd clip and chip. I'd, I'd put them all the socks back on and I hated it. It was gross. Yeah. For years, that was my summer job. And, uh, you know, after I finished university, I, I just realized like, this is the th one thing I grew up with. I, I saw him grow his business and saw how the business has changed. And so I decided that this, I'm going to follow in his footsteps and uh, wow. become a foot specialist as well. Okay, and how long you been practicing, John? I graduated 2012, so that's this is gonna be eight years okay. this year. And mm -hmm. for for those that are watching the interview, they'll probably see, wow, he has a, a TV program, he has a, a wonderful website, other things like that. How did you do that? Is that something that came natural to you as well? Yeah, so I think, um, well, I've I've been a fan of Doctor Pimple Popper for a long time. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Like that gross medical stuff, I always loved. So three years ago, you know, I've been watching her channel for a year, two years. And I said, you know, you know, you know how it is. We see some pretty we gross, do. Stuff. We do see gross stuff. And I, and I said, you know what, people might really enjoy uh, learning more about my profession because a lot of people really don't know about podiatry or chiropody. They don't know sometimes what a foot special can do for them. So I said, I'm going to start filming myself in my, in my clinic with my routine patients and start putting them online. And I did that. And, uh, yeah, a year and a half later, the channel ended up doing quite well with a couple million views at the time. And I got approached by a production company 
and we sold the show to A&E. So we did one season of the Tobro um, last year that aired last year. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just been growing since then. That's awesome. Let's uh, for those, there might be a lot of podiatrists watching this for, for technically speaking, if you're a, a podiatrist or any healthcare provider, you want to do your own um, YouTube channel. I'm sure you'd encourage everyone to do that. For what sure. Do you, what do you recommend? Is there, you just kind of get a tripod, you get a, a nice camera. Do you have an assistant film? Do you film? Do you do it all? Do you have someone that edits it? Talk, kind of walk us through it. Of course. So I, I'm like a mom and pop shop. So my, my office is just literally the receptionist and myself at the time. Well, it's grown a little bit, but at the time it was just that. So I didn't have any help. I bought a tripod and I bought a normal point and shoot camera for maybe four or 500 bucks. Nowadays, you could definitely just use your cell phone. Mm-hmm. So I just positioned the, the the camera with the tripod to be having a top view and you just push play. So you record your own video. I, I, I you always film just the feet. People have no problem with you filming their feet because mm-hmm. they feel like if no one sees the face, they don't know who it is. It's so crazy. But yeah, the foot is, they're happy with that. And then I had to learn how to edit. So for the past three years, I was using just iMovie on my MacBook. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. And learn how to edit using different videos online and you kind of come up with the way you want to flow your own video. You know, if you like subtitles or music or voiceover, and then I just started posting them. And what's amazing about YouTube and the community is that depending on who's watching in the comments, it really guides your channel. You'll see what videos work well, the style that works well, what people are looking for, um, you know, thumbnails, the, the picture that you see mm-hmm. before you start the video is extremely important. So you, I tried different ones in the beginning. You see which ones work well. And then you basically your channel evolves as you, you see the response from the community. And, and the one thing I'd say, like you said, is just do it. You have to just film yourself and put it out there. It's embarrassing sometimes that you might feel awkward, but you just have to do it. Okay. And how about like, do you have to do consent? Is, do you have to do a, 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 a consent, with, you know, in terms of giving you permission to use their, their toes? Yep. So just a general uh, media release form, just saying that I'm going to be using uh, the material for, you know, for YouTube or for social media. And just, again, being really open with them. In the beginning, I was so nervous, like just to even ask someone to have that conversation. So before it just be more verbal, the consent the first couple of times, but then I realized like the channel's growing, it's getting really big. So I said, you know what, now I have no problem. Be like, Hey, look, I want to film your foot. This is where it's going to go. I need you to sign this form. You know, don't worry. Nothing's incriminating going to be on there. We're going to edit nice and you're going to be up there. And, and now I actually have patients who come in who are asking to be filmed. Like they know about the channel. Like, can you please film my foot? Yeah. That's, that's what's happened now. So it's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. And, and so then you, you did all the, 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 the images, the thumbnails and, and all the editing, uploading it yourself to yep. YouTube, any YouTube itself, do you use any third party things to help with that or just, that's it. I do everything myself still. So yeah, I, I will awesome. film it. I edit it on my laptop. Uh, create, you know, I use pickmonkey.com, which was free at the time. Mm-hmm. I've upgraded to something a little bit better, but yeah, I just created my own thumbnails on free, free uh, websites okay. and, just put it up all wow. by myself and, st- and I'm still editing everything myself because okay. it's something I do enjoy. Yeah. And so do you film, uh, in terms of, they talk about a film production schedule, do you do one video a week, one a day, or do you just do them as they come in and post them? So for YouTube, which is where everything started, I just, you know, film 
throughout the week, whatever's an interesting case, I'll pull up the camera. And then I just have like a storage of videos that I can pull from and I just choose whatever I want to put out. So I'll try to do a couple ingrowns, then some routine uh, nail cutting, some callus, then I'll go back to a surgery video and just kind of switch it up. Uh -huh. um, the TV show was a huge different experience. We had three and a half months to film that one. So again, we had to just do the casting first. So these were all planned. So they would actually do the casting. They would show me pictures or, and some of them were my own patients that were coming in as emergency patients. But I'd basically take a look at their foot, have a brief history. I'd say like, yes, we can do it. No, we can't do it. So the ones we'd say yes, I would actually meet them for the first time in the show. So when you see these patients and me interacting, this is the first time I've talked to them about their feet. There, there was, there's no script. Everything was real. Wow. What a, yes. a, a, a kind of amazing and neat experience. What, what an opportunity you had. It was um, very interesting. Yeah. And then, um, you know, then after that, what I've been impressed with, I think a lot of us, we're always like to think outside the box. Now, when, when you go to your website, then we see certain instrumentation and things like that mm -hmm. that are, are, are for sale. How was that going? How did you put that? Did you do that? Did you have someone help you do that? Yeah. So I, you know, we all have our suppliers that we buy from and oh, people that okay. we trust and exactly. So I was like looking at some of the tools that I use that are really helpful, let's say for a blacks file, right? To, um, I said, you know, a lot of people could benefit from having, you know, this basic tool at home. So I just got the company that I purchased it from to have to do some private labeling to get my name on the instruments. And, and that goes, that was it. I got my Tobro on there and that's what I sell online. And then all the website work you do yourself as well? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I use Shopify. It's very simple. You uh -huh. buy a theme, you modify it how you like, get some good pictures. And, and that's it. I, I'm pretty much a one-man show for all this stuff. Wow. That's, that's pretty impressive. That's... <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, how, how was it... Um... In terms of in terms of the what was the process for developing your your YouTube following? Was it something kind of organic, or did, was there a certain jump once you started the TV program that it jumped, or has it always been kind of growing at the same rate? How many views do you have now? How many subscribers? Things like that. Yeah. So a year after I started the, I'll start from the beginning. Like I say, when I posted the first video, and I waited a month till the next one, and there was maybe just a few hundred views. And of course, everyone hopes that whatever they publish is going to go viral. But luckily, my third video actually did go relatively vi uh, viral, where in a month that had maybe like 30, 40,000 views, which was amazing um, at the time. And I realized the exact kind of film or sorry, video they like to watch, which was the nail cutting of long, super thick toenails. So that's what I was really focusing on. And so for a year, I'd really focus on the gross aspect the shocking aspect mm -hmm. while trying to make it educational. So I really tried to put a lot of education within the videos. Um, and that's what really grew the channel. So a year after I had just over a hundred thousand subscribers and maybe around 25 million views on the channel. And that's when the production company, uh, you know, came forward and that yeah. opportunity came forward, but the show didn't air for another, I'd say eight months later. And by the time that happened again, the channel had already doubled. So, the show helped for a little bit, but it's really the YouTube channel that's growing the audience. Um, so right now I have 700 and maybe just over 730,000 subscribers mm -hmm. and around 200 and maybe 60 million views on the channel. Wow. And so like the last 30 days, you know, there's around 15 million views. So that's like 
well, especially with COVID happening, everyone's home watching. Yeah. But I'm averaging usually around 10 million views a month on the channel. Wow. And, and so what are your, I always like to talk about, okay, you've, you've done so much, John, and it's just, it's just great. What do you see for the future? I know you're a future looking person. What else are you doing that you're excited about? What, what's next? Are there any ideas or just keeping doing more of the same? Yeah. The whole YouTube, I didn't have a plan. It just, it moved really fast. All that happened really well. And um, now like until two or three months ago, I was pretty much, you know, working still five to six days a week in the office, seeing full, full load and ha actually having this COVID break, I'm actually stepping back and looking at what I want to do. Like, do I still need to work as hard? Do I need to push myself so hard? And I think I'm going to be scaling back a little bit from the office. Um, I have one other foot specialist who's working with me now, and I think I'm going to be hiring another one. So I'm cutting back my hours to focus more on, I think, my online presence. So I want to do more education courses, mm -hmm. um, yeah. more training uh, for general public, for practitioners, uh, and, and for anyone who's really working with feet, because I feel, you know, as you know, you have to have the right education and you have to have good skills to be working with people's feet because a lot of things can happen with poor care or yeah. instrumentation. So I really want to try to, again, always focus on improving foot health knowledge. So I think that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to be focusing on. And I don't know what that means, but I'm going to try to do something. Yeah, no, that's, that's exciting. And uh, what, what are the best, I guess now at this point, uh, podiatry tips that you would have for a, a new chiropodist or podiatrist that's starting out that is, is wanting to develop a, a good following, both just taking care of patients, but as well online? What, what tips do you have for them? Mm. Um, okay, so the one thing that's the, the most important that I really clicked to me maybe five years ago and when that's when my practice started to grow is you, you have to really focus on patient care and satisfaction. The most important thing is delivering great care because if you can deliver great care, everything else will follow. Um, you'll get more patient referrals. You'll have more appointments. You'll have better patient satisfaction. Um, you'll offer proper treatments. People won't feel like you're scamming them or you're mm -hmm. offering more than you should. And, and you're just going to grow and you're going to get more money. And that's the, the big thing. It's the focus from business to patient care. That's the only thing that you should really be focused on. And so when you are filming yourself or trying to grow your brand, first of all, you have to be yourself. You, you really have to genuinely care about what you're doing and your profession, but you really have to show uh, the public that you, you care and you have to give again, great patient care. So if that's tips or, um, advice you really have to give them as much for free as possible with with great deliverance and with yeah. a with a good message and a good heart or meaning behind it that's great well john uh that, that's all the questions i i have i want to <laughs> thank you so much for for this interview i think people that are watching it are going to oh, really thanks. enjoy it thank you so much